Well, hello, my lovelies, and welcome to the Content Collective podcast, hosted by myself, Lauren. I'm a wedding planner, stylist, and owner of Bluebird Creative, but most importantly, a creative entrepreneur. I am all about creating a life worth living. This podcast is for the creative entrepreneur. We are all about having honest and real conversations to support, empower, and connect a community of movers and shakers ready to evolve. I'll be lifting the lid on the realities of running a business, sharing knowledge, experience, and tools to help you turn your passion to profit, as well as incredible, inspiring stories from our guests. My business success soared once I got myself visible online and in front of the right audience, becoming the number one UK wedding planner on YouTube. So let's get you visible, productive, and on track to creating a life that you truly love. Well, hello, you beauties, and welcome back to another episode of the Content Collective podcast. I have a phenomenal guest on today. She is just an amazing entrepreneur, and I am so, so excited for this conversation. I won't lie, guys, I've been getting very excited on the lead up to this. <laughs> um, today we have the amazing guest Laura Mallows of Mallows Beauty. Now if you haven't heard of the TikTok sensation Mallows Beauty then let me give you just a really quick rundown. They are the ultimate destination for self-love talking all about real skin, real bodies, real problems and real results. They are very much about providing products that will treat to your skin, body and mind with a positive message that you can adopt for the day I think they're absolutely incredible I have used the brand before even sort of getting in contact with Laura they're very much about women empowerment mental well-being body confidence and they are wrapped up in the most gorgeous fun packaging literally obsessed guys <laughs> hi Laura welcome to hi. the pod oh my god that's such a lovely intro thank you so much that's got my ego boost for the month that is <laughs> yeah well you, you are building a phenomenal brand which aligns so much with what we're about here at the content collective I mean the the empowerment the the body confidence just you know the mental well-being just all of it when I discovered your brand I was like yes yes <laughs> This is a bit of me. Um, so thank you so much for so for coming on and, and uh, chatting with me today. I'm really excited. Thank you for having me. So, I mean, I, so many questions, literally, <laughs> so many questions. It's like, where do I start? But I think we need to start at the beginning. I'm just going to pre-warn you that I've got my dog here who might like just start barking at some point. <laughs> Sorry. So, what, what's your dog's name? Artie. Hi, Artie. Everybody say <laughs> hi to Artie. He might join in on the convo. That's cool. Baby number one at home, like my other babies at nursery. So he's like loving life. <laughs> oh, bless. I love that. Um, okay. So I saw one of your TikToks that was all about your journey into your business, which was another reason why I was like, she's amazing. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. Um, let's talk about how the business started. Like, because it's been a journey, right? Yeah, we were actually three years old yesterday. Oh, amazing. Congrats. I, thanks. <laughs> I like totally forgot about it until I was talking about like um, a new collection. I was like, oh, we should do like birthday cake stuff. And someone was like, when is our birthday? I was like, the 6th of Feb. And someone was like, that's a day. I was like, oh my God. Wow, <laughs> um, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I lived in London. I was a buyer for um, June, you know, the, the footwear company. Some people mm -hmm. call it dune um and i moved back to wales and i basically decided that i was going to work for a skincare brand and absolutely hated it i was there for 21 days oh wow my, bo <laughs> my boss wasn't very nice she was a bit of a bully and i was like do you know what i'm just not going to do this like i did not move back home to be unhappy in my job after having such an amazing job for so many years Marty, just controlling him this is my life i'm just it's like constant chaos <laughs> I feel like this morning you've just got a little piece of like all the chaos that goes on in my life you're probably like why is it I trying into this girl she's just mental but it's reality this is actually what it is like like this is real I think our yeah. audience will relate to this hugely <laughs> you can't get it doesn't get more real than with me I swear all right one sec. so yeah um, so yeah, so I quit my 21 job. days. 21 <laughs> days. <laughs> a buyer had like skincare buyer for like 21 days. I quit my job and 
just went like on my like dining room table and I was like, I'm going to create a skincare brand. And I had known less about skincare because of my journey with acne. Like I'd had acne for years and working right. in the fashion industry, I'd always felt so self-conscious about my skin. And it was like constant topic of conversation that like, people would be like, oh, your skin's looking better today. Or, oh, you've got a breakout today. Or have you tried this? Or are you washing your face properly? And I'd be there like in meetings, like, is this for real? Like, or like go for dinner drinks. And I'd be like, everyone with perfect skin would be telling me how to wash my face. And I'm like, I know wow. how to wash my face. I, I, I knew more about skincare than anyone else around me. Anyone who had, and I think, I think that's like the thing with acne that people assume that people with acne don't know about skincare or have dirty skin and I'd be constantly given these tips by people about like a face wash I knew had the worst ingredients in and they said oh well, I've used this all my life and it's absolutely amazing and you should try it and I was so I think I mean I mean I was obsessed with it because of everyone else's obsessed with my face I'd literally go home and research every ingredient under the sun this is whilst I was in London and spent fortunes i mean thousands of pounds on actually like um creams and whatever and wow. the doctors had me on antibiotics and i actually had to call in sick because i tried this new cream from the doctor and i woke up and it peeled off the top layer of my skin <gasps> oh my and God. i like woke up and like my boyfriend was like like ronnie who now owns a business with me was my boyfriend then was like oh my god like like and my skin was bleeding and this is something that the doctor had given me and I was like I can't wow. go to meetings I couldn't put I couldn't touch my face let alone put foundation on my face so I couldn't like go into London with my skin looking like that like I was just like so I had to like call in sick for three days and wow. <laughs> couldn't tell like my boss you know oh um I've used an acne cream that's like burnt my face off because she would make me go to the office but there was just no way, you know, that I could go into that environment. So I think I had to make up that I had like food poisoning or something. And oh and I sat at home, but that was something the doctor had given me. And it was, I had another cream from the doctor and he was like, are you having sex? And I was like, he was like, make sure you use protection. Because if you get pregnant on this cream, your baby will be de deformed. <gasps> it's just like the actual, I had to sign a form. And I was like, well, like, just, it's just crazy. Just the, I don't know what I was putting on my face, but I was like desperate, I think. Yeah, yeah. And, and nothing was working. I mean, and everyone had an opinion on it, which I think made it so much worse for me. That must like have I could... really affected your self-confidence. Yeah, I mean, I, yes, I'm quite... Because I, of people's opinions. I think, I think it made me quite like, yeah, I, I'm anxious to not be wearing makeup, you know? And I just, it just made me... It didn't really affect my confidence as such, but just made me feel a bit like, oh, here we go again. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm quite a confident person in that I would walk into a room anyway and chat to anyone, but I knew that everyone was looking at my spots. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I'd yeah. still go and do those meetings, but, or talk to anyone I wanted to talk to, but I just knew that the first thing that they were thinking about was so it was almost like I'd be like right I'll talk about my skin because they're gonna talk they, that's what they're thinking about do you know what I mean let's talk about the elephant in the room oh bless you yeah okay um and like it, it did affect my self-esteem I'd say mm -hmm. in that you know like because I was doing so much research and planning stuff on so I so that's why I wanted to start a skincare brand because I think I did go on lots of shoots at June and I was seeing all these models that I thought were flawless and I saw like loads of Instagram campaigns with models I was following being like, well, I had acne in that shoot, but look how flawless my skin looked after. Um, not talking about June necessarily, because June's not that brand, I'm talking about other skincare brands. And I was thinking, oh my God, these women that I'm aspiring to be don't even have perfect skin. You know, they're being photoshopped yeah. and, and like we're, I think a lot more aware of that now, but like three years ago, it definitely it was starting to bubble, but it wasn't as big as it is now. So I was mm. like, why isn't there skincare brands talking about like spots are normal and having models with spots? Because obviously skincare brands want to make you believe that they can cure skincare, uh, acne, and that their makeup makes you look flawless. And 
But actually, yeah. none, no one's skin looks flawless all the time. Like, no. you can have the best skincare, the best makeup. You put a ring light on you, yeah, you look flawless with a ring light on. But, like, as soon as you're in natural light, you can see your pores. You can – everyone gets breakouts, you know what I mean? Mm. Um, so that's why I wanted to start the brand, to talk about, like, real bodies, real skin. And I just wanted to be that skincare brand that was a bit different. And I think since starting this the skincare brands are now doing like self-love real campaigns but we're mm -hmm. still like the only brand that that's in like its dna like every decision we make that is what we come back to you know is like making sure that we are always talking about like on the tops of the my body scrubs we've got all women of shape and sizes with stretch marks cellulite I mean, on the I pot can, of pots. <laughs> I've got you know? them here guys I've, like, for those of you that are listening if I've actually got them in front of me and we can see <laughs> one of the lids here. It's literally like stretch marks. Like, I love it. The yeah. It's amazing. We'll talk about that a bit later. But, yeah. And um, and I, I think as well, just like I'd always suffered with anxiety. I think the thing is for me, right, is I've always been a really confident person. So I think when you like people are always like, oh, you're not self-conscious. And I'm like, I am. But I think people confuse sometimes like confidence and self-consciousness or confidence and self-esteem. It's kind of like mm. the whole wrong idea as well as like checking if the person who's got the biggest smile or the funniest person in the room, if they're happy or because actually they're hiding depression. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. Like all my life, I've always struggled with my body image, um, struggled with anxiety. Like I'm such a worrier. I'm such a perfectionist. It's, it cripples me sometimes. Um, and you know, I've, I've always believed that skinny was what everyone should be or the desired body, obviously until, you know, well, th I mean, through my teens. So I was anorexic and bulimic. So for me having a brand that actually kind of supported all body sizes all shapes all ethnicities like was really important to me um so that's just kind celebrating of celebrating you yeah just celebrate and like everything that I struggled with I was thinking about I like if I was a teen and someone said to me you know you've got chunky thighs but you're bloody gorgeous and like rock them you know and rather than oh no you like that's not the norm like there were so many boys in school that called my thighs fat and that sticks to me today mm. you know and I just feel like I wish that there was that conversation going on when I was younger so I was just trying to do it for especially for my daughter Arabelle like I want her to love herself inside and out because there's I've made so many bad decisions in my life because decisions came from like a self-hate do you know what I mean rather than like a self-love yeah. um and yeah but obviously it's kind of got me here today and started Mallow's Beauty so it's all kind of happened for a reason but I do think my life would have been better and easier if I'd have like just loved myself a little bit more you know mm -hmm. I'm oh, a tangent person <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no it's amazing though because you, you're right but it's such a battle that so many women have because mm. of what's out there like being marketed to, to yes. the world and, and yeah. what you're doing is so big yeah so so big and so important thank you it's incredible um you really have been on a journey like I love like I mean your why behind your business is so fucking strong like <laughs> it really is I mean it, it's so important to have a why as a business owner but yours yeah. is just so clear and I think that anyone can see it and just hearing how passionate you are and talking about like this journey even into just starting your business is amazing um talk to me about setting up and kind of what that looked like and you know were you kind of just like okay here we go let's just let's just try this out or was there a process or like talk to me talk to me about it like yeah so I was I was still um I, I luckily was still when I left the skincare buyer role I could still do some consultancy for June so I still had like kind of like a part-time job and I literally just sat on my dining table in the house that we rented at the time and I was like, right, I'm going to create loads of graphics. I found an amazing designer, Sam, who like created my vision. And I was like, I'm just going to go out and sell it to ASOS. I was like, I know people at ASOS. I can just definitely sell it into ASOS. That's what I'll do. And then literally the pandemic hit and no retailers were buying anything. And I was like, 
oh my god I've made the worst decision like what have I done I could be on furlough right now um oh, bless you I know I know it was, <laughs> it, was it was stressful but luckily um we like I have close ties with the distillery who had loads of a- excess alcohol so they let us buy some alcohol off them to uh, make into hand sanitizer so we made hand sanitizer and like I think our first order was from skinny dip for like 25,000 units and I literally like that was savvy like I like that yeah it was pretty quick when we found out about the pandemic um that we found out that uh, hand sanitizer had sold out in China so we were like got in contact with um like the who we got the who's recipe and kind of went from there basically um and then it was like everyone wanted it and it was just i'm um, like i mean we sold to all the care homes in wales because we're based in wales and they were mm-hmm. literally like so grateful for us because no one was even selling it to them so we sold it to them at cost um we were making it by hand at like 3am we were selling it on tv shopping channels like we couldn't make it and fast and make it fast enough um yeah we had an uh, order for twenty five thousand units from skinny dip we went into harrods with our hand sanitizer like because wow. the bottle was cool yeah it was pretty cool and then it, all that money we had made i mean like my dad my mom and dad had a credit card that had like I think it was like a six grand limit on it. So I was like, look, let me take your credit card. I'll pay you back. I'll pay it back. So they let me max out their credit card, which I luckily got to pay back in a couple of weeks and then put all that money back into like the skincare then. And we launched our skincare. But I mean, I, my whole plan was to like, sell b2b so it was to be on other websites and no no one was taking any new brands because it was such like daunting times mm. i luckily got in front of the owner of misguided who loved the brand and he was like i'm upset i i mean like you email all these people and you just i was like just sitting on my dining table just emailing people you know like i was like i'll email the owner of misguided see what happens you know yeah, why not and he replied and loved the brand and put us on uh, his website was just seeing graphics. I mean, hadn't even seen products. He just tr- like <laughs> loved it. Wow. Um, I That's sold. Epic. I know. <laughs> I sold um, Superdrug. We sold thousands of units, like a gift pack for Superdrug. They saw graphics, so we were in Superdrug. But then, yeah, sort of like a gifted collection for Superdrug. So it was mental. I mean, the the first year was mental. We had like a little warehouse, but what we never foresaw and what I didn't see was actually like organically doing well like Mm -hmm. I didn't think that we would go viral on TikTok I didn't think I mean at that time we were doing really well on Instagram as well before Instagram kind of died um so yeah and I didn't think that my website would do that much you know and it was like actually the website just started taking over and taking all of our attention um we had like a little we were in a garage our rented house every room was full of stock and then we we found this like tiny little I'd say shed but it was like a big shed like a big metal shed uh-huh. which like birds like could fly into because there was holes in the ceiling and stuff so we had Amazing. that just to store stuff and then we after I think we were there for like four months so then we moved into the warehouse that we were in now and I mean it was empty it was absolutely empty now we're like bursting at the seams there's like the office is we're like hot hot desking because there's not enough room and we, we need to move again ASAP but yeah I mean it's been a roller coaster. I mean, the first year I had no idea what I was doing. I was didn't even know I was like really what I was doing at all. But I was like being quite forward and like messaging and emailing people and just being like, it'll happen, you know, like I can promise this person whatever and it'll happen. And we definitely, because we were a small team and there wasn't a lot going on, whatever I promised, we made happen. I mean, we did this deal with Superdrug for like 5,000 gift packs, which actually was like 50,000 sachets because there were so many sachets in the packs wow and we were hand gluing the packs together it was just like things that I had never thought about like you know like mm-hmm. operations and how to build gift packs and they, everything just arrived into June done so I never even had to think about that and when we were working out the math like we had to deliver it in three weeks and I met this engineer in Nero and he was like well if you how long does it take you to make one and then he was times in it and doing all of his like maths because I was like, we can do it. Like me and Ronnie will just work like 12 hours a day. Like that's just, that was just our thing. We'll be like, we'll just work 12 hours a day. We didn't have kids, nothing. We didn't even have a toilet in our ware- first warehouse. We used, I used to have like we in a cup. <laughs> <laughs> that's epic. Like, that's so funny. 
like that's dedication like, actually i know i know i was like we'll be there for like 12 hours a day we can go home sleep for four hours and go back like we'll make this work me and ronnie will make this work and he was like you'll be doing it for six months and i was there like oh my god so then we realized we had to employ people and actually get it mm-hmm. and then when you employ people then like a whole other kind of chaos because i'm not everyone wants to work 12 hours i mean it's a bit of a shock but you know yeah. <laughs> when other not, people when need a toilet yeah you know, they need a toilet you know <laughs> so um but yeah i think yeah and then we hired Charles. i think within our first six months we'd hired my best friend so we were she was my first ever friend in nursery we kind of lost touch and she had lost her job because of the pandemic and messaged me and she was like your business looks amazing do you need any help and me and Ronnie were like can we afford anyone like we didn't know, sales were like rocky we had no idea what was going on like one minute they were amazing I mean we went from hand sanitizer times and having a lot of money in the bank to thinking that's what running a business was like to then realizing that's not what running a business yeah. was like it's actually hard graft when you're starting out it's still bloody hard graft now um I think hand sanitizer everyone was just like trying to get it off you like we had like gold dust and yeah. we just thought that's what business was like you know we just you just be like do you want it and everyone go yeah <laughs> but, okay we'll try and make it as fast 25,000 units yeah we can do that no worries and then being like we have to make 25,000 units how are we gonna make that you know um <laughs> to yeah really hard graft and I think I didn't sleep for like a month after we employed child because I was like how are we going to pay her how are we going to pay her but actually having her made us be able to do so much more work and then that kind of kick-started everyone it's amazing how that changes like things isn't it when you're take when you're growing a team that that panic of how will you pay them but if you're not in the trenches doing everything yeah and then grow your business and actually it kind of yeah it's a mental shift isn't it yeah um I, I also forget to mention this but like Ronnie so I literally I think I was running the business for like two months on my own I like set up the concept and everything and Ronnie was head of sales for another startup and he got put on furlough and I was like I need your help I've got all these orders I cannot deal Mm -hmm. and he loved it so much that we ended up doing absolutely everything together and splitting the business but I like so used to everyone assuming that they know what Ronnie does that I never actually say that (laughs) like that we but we yeah we kind of like split the business 50 50 and he he works probably even more hard, just as hard as me. I'm going to say more hard, just in case he, he watches it and then he's like, yeah, I do work harder than her. <laughs> um, and then we were on the TV show then in the January. So Young Welsh and Boston It. It's like a BBC oh, wow. TV series. Yeah, which was mental. That didn't come out to the April, I think. But um, that definitely like catapulted us in Wales, like people I feel like people a lot of people know who we are in Wales because of that or who have a business in Wales because people watch that if they want to have a business or they were an influencer mm-hmm. that was crazy for us like people were like recognizing us on the street and things and I I still to this day don't really know how to deal with that because I'm like I don't know like don't want to come across cocky or I don't know I've like got this thing but I want everyone to have a really good experience but then I like I think I weird people out most of the time <laughs> I'm like way too much for everyone um no yeah and then we opened our shop in the April I was secretly pregnant at that point running up the stairs to be sick and then like being like Ronnie I can't I can't do any I was so tired because I was thinking I was like eight weeks pregnant I was like I can't build any of these and every I was like every because I wanted to be as hard working as everyone else I think everyone's gonna think I'm such a diva because you guys are all working hard and I'm going home at like four o'clock because I just need to lie down because I was done and he was like go home go home and I was like I can't this is my shop I better be here so that was tough um and I think everyone in the end knew I was pregnant because I was literally throwing up absolutely everywhere and everyone was like why is she still coming to work This is going on for a while, this this bug. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. Like, should she be in the office? I think everyone just got it in the end because I was like eating crazy foods and then throwing up um oh. bottle of vinegar on my desk. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been an absolute roller coaster. Um I've literally learned so much. I feel like I'm I'm not you haven't asked questions, I'm just rambling, by the way, so I'm sorry. No, <laughs> like, this is amazing. Change the amazing. direction. I'm not sure I'm sure what you asked me, but I'm I've literally gone on to like year three now. <laughs> no, I love it. It's brilliant. So you've now got a warehouse which is, you know, 
exploding at the seams. Yes. And a shop. Yes. But how is that having like a retail shop? And obviously you thought that you were going to be B2B and here you are with a shop selling direct to customers. Like how's that yeah. been? Um, the shop is a challenge, I would say. It is a challenge because footfall in the centre, the part of the centre we're in is really poor. Okay. Um, when we were put there, we had like, 2,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, no. No, 10,000 on Instagram. Probably about 5,000 on TikTok. Like, it was before we'd really oh. gone viral. Yeah. So we were put in this part of the centre that was meant to be for, like, upcoming Welsh brands. It's in the main shopping centre of Cardiff. But what's happened now is that we're driving all the footfall to that bit of the centre, and it's dead. And wow. um, we're not getting the footfall that we need. Like, it's kind of like pointless us being there because we're sending all of our TikTok followers in, whereas we really should be getting new customers and finding new people to, like, fall in love with Malo's Beauty. So, mm. and, like, it's tough. It's tough, like, it's just tough owning a shop. There's just so, it's expensive. Yeah. Like, the rates are, like, £50,000 a year, like, to run a website. And that's not even without rent electricity went up we had like a 10 round electricity bill in in december like oh it's just Lord. it's just mental like there's so many like fees and stuff like running a website is so much cheaper like i genuinely like it's so much easier to run a website you know you've got so much mm. control over it shop you need to mon monitor stock you need to make sure all the girls have all the product knowledge they're like inside out mallow's beauty i mean i've had some crazy stories that people I've heard because we all obviously have a manager that runs the store because we can't be there. But yeah, just like we've heard that like girls have come in drunk and just sat in the bath. You're like, what? What? <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh like, my god. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> wow. It's hard running a shop. That's what I'm going to say. It's definitely hard. Some of the girls we've got are incredible, and their product knowledge is amazing, and they're so passionate, and they do incredible demos, but um there's it's definitely like its own little roller coaster and I think what I've learned is there's a skill set to running a shop mm -hmm. you kind of it's definitely a like a niche and yeah. when you've got it right it can be amazing but you need the right team in there to make it amazing you know I think there's so much about running a business is having the right people with you like yeah. surrounding yourself with the right people it's just I mean, if I've learned anything in the last six years, mainly in the last two, having the right team is like yeah crucial. And it it's, it's hard. It's hard to find those people, mm. and people let you down. Mm. Like yeah. people really let you down as well. Which, like for me, is and and you know what? People that you trust. I think that's the most. Like, there's been like like external companies, people that I've really trusted, and they've done a really bad job. They've wasted a lot of money. Um, and I think it's all the people that I kind of like let them do their own thing that that it ends up biting me in the in the I don't know what the in the bum I don't know what the phrase is in the ass. <laughs> biting me in the ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it's just I suppose it's like this is my baby, so it's like you know when you talk to some companies and like especially ad agencies are like oh yeah we spent three grand on an ad and it didn't return and you're like cool well I don't pay myself that so. You yeah. might say like three grand, okay, cool, that ad didn't work, but that's that's my three grand, you know? Yeah. Like, and you've got it, it's, it's, people, I feel like people just don't care. Like, it's very hard to find people that care as much as you do. But when you do find those people, oh my God, like, there's Help one, tight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's one person that um, I let go and I am doing everything to get that person back in my business. I'm literally, oh, wow. Yeah, because oh, it's it's definitely le left a bit dent in the business. So she's gone on and she has a product promotion. But um, I'm yeah, she's coming back at some point. That's for sure. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> it was the right move for her and for us because I think it taught me a lot about holding on to the right people. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Um, and she will come back as well. So it's it's not like I think she's gonna come back in like April, May time. So it, it'll it's worked out, but it's definitely taught me a lesson. Mm -hmm. I've learned so much from running business. Oh my god. I'm a different person, I think now. Like a completely inertly different person. I can imagine. It's probably just lesson after lesson. And I was chatting to another guest um this week and just every lesson or every failing or anything yeah it is a lesson isn't it to then just yeah. grow and improve on like you're constantly yeah. whether a good thing or a bad thing happens you're constantly growing and learning from it which I think yeah 
incredible. I mean, that's life as well. I mean, my dad, my dad is like, uh, I like, go to my dad for advice and he is like such a role model for me and he's incredible. I mean, when both my mum and dad are so supportive. I wouldn't be able to do any of this without them. Mum literally takes Arabelle so I can go conquer the beauty world and dad oh. gives me the ad- dad gives me advice to go <laughs> smash it at the same time. So I'm, I have the best cheerleaders. But um, my dad's literally like every failure is a lesson. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you learn and move on. If mm-hmm. the only the only failure is when you don't learn from your mistakes. Yes. So that's the only failure. Like it's you know they're just life lessons. Amazing so, um, advice. So yeah, Amazing and advice. and to be honest, like I've made so many mistakes in my life. My God, I probably like the, the terrifying is I just don't want to make too expensive mistakes. You know, as long as they're like yeah, they're, they're not too expensive and we can come back from them, then it's okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But you know, oh yeah. wow. Um. Okay, so talk to me about your products are totally vegan. Is that right? Yes. Talk to me about how, I mean, the decision behind that. I'm assuming it's obviously got something to do with the fact that, I mean, you've had your face peel off from all these weird, like, um, weird things that the doctors have been giving you. But I'm sure there's other reasons behind it. And also, how have you found that actually producing a product that is totally vegan? I mean, I don't really know why you would need animal products in skincare. I like, mm. I'm, I'm still a bit baffled about that. Mm. Um, and the vegan term is thrown around. Like for me, it's like sometimes people say like, "This is vegan." I'm just like, "But what? It's plastic. Like why else would it not be vegan?" <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it's definitely a term that people use to their advantage. And I'm like, "Oh my god!" And <laughs> And like it, I, some people say, like vegan leather, and I'm like, it's not vegan leather because it's actually like killing the environment. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's, but for me, vegan. I'm so I'm I've been on and off vegan my like for for a while. Definitely not since I've been pregnant because I absolutely love meat when I was pregnant, and I've struggled to not go vegan since. But um, I it was kind of from an environmental point of view as well for me um I'm very conscious about all the ingredients that go in my products I think about every Mm -hmm. single ingredient through and through and that is because of the issues I've had with my skin yeah um I'm also just a complete and utter crazy person when it comes to like fumes the environment ingredients like I am so hot on everything like when I was in London I had an air purifier on my desk (laughs) because I was worried about all the bad oxygens that's the kind of mental person I am (laughs) like I'm crazy and I like have really bad health anxiety so for me it's like I'm not going to put anything on my skin that may or may not cause cancer in like 10 years time they're going to say this like word I can't pronounce is going to cause cancer that ain't coming near me do you know what I mean yeah um and yeah so I'm very hot on like ingredients and just what we put on our skin and I think the whole vegan thing is wrapped up in that I am like the biggest deliciously elf super fan and I listen to her podcast and I'm like do you know what it's just the best for us and the best for the environment and I do want to do my bit as well um just wanted to very quickly interrupt this episode to update those go-getters and action takers. If you haven't already checked out our digital shop and in particular our content strategy template, then you are in for an absolute treat. With our exact system replicated for you to grab hold of with a workbook to go alongside it on building your brand pillars and topics, it's an absolute game changer to helping you put out the right content online. No more guessing no more wasting time and no more putting out content that doesn't actually attract your ideal client. All our coaching clients have found huge success in our strategy and have seen how much of a change it has made to attracting their ideal client and to also just saving them time and building content in a way that is just so much more productive. So if you want to create intentional content, get visible to the right people online and save time being more productive, it's available in the digital shop for you now. So yeah, we, you know, all of our pots are super easy recycled pots. It's the easiest form. And it's PET, which of course is the most common form of plastic, but it's the easiest recyclable plastic in the UK. Everyone knows that they can wash it and put it in the recycling bin. So even though people are like, oh, you should use aluminium and stuff, it's like, well, actually, if it's in the PET plastic pot, then the likelihood of it is that, that people in the UK will recycle it more than an aluminium pot. So mm-hmm. we're actually probably doing better than 
you know if it was in x y or z my biggest pet hate is the people that say oh refillable pouches well that plastic can't be recycled unless you go terrace recycle it and people can't even be bothered to go to their recycling bin in their kitchen let alone go to TerraCycling tesco so what are you really doing for the environment by doing that yeah okay it's small like do you know what i mean so yeah no i get that so yeah, veganism is definitely wrapped up in that for me as well um and yeah why would you bother like why would you like use animal products to put on your skin i don't know like you, mm. it's so unnecessary there's so in- many incredible plant um ingredients that are less damaging to the environment um and for us all of our skincare products are made in the uk as well so the carbon footprint is so much lower they just have to travel you know three hours rather than over half of the world to get to us which um is really important for me it's also you know i did it because i thought i want all my ingredients to come from the uk this was pre-covid and then it was a massive benefit in covid as well because nothing had to come from china um and then for us as a small business as well it doesn't mean that we're paying for stuff and waiting for our cash and if we want something sold out we can get it back in stock really quickly um so actually having those decisions have been like wasn't um intentional but it's actually worked out really well um so it's kind of like all of those reasons really all kind of wrapped up into one i've got here your um you guys sent me a couple of lovely bits. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, just to clarify, guys, I ha- was already a, a super fan beforehand <laughs> and had the gingerbread shaved butter oh, at Christmas. Oh, I, I love and, that one so Oh, much. my God. The smell. Oh, I won't so lie good. to you. I got it out at a dinner party. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I think I had a dinner party in October for my birthday. <laughs> I was like, guys. This is a bit weird. Like, I need you all to smell this because it's incredible. So even like the guys around the table, I was like, just just smell it. It's great. Okay. (laughs) I love it. But I've got um, the pineapple enzyme peel mask. So yeah, so that's my, so that's the mask that actually like, my intention wasn't to cure acne. My intention was to basically talk about how spots were normal and like I had spots and my my pineapple enzyme peel mask literally cleared all my spots I'm I'm like and the amount of reviews and messages I get daily like daily about people being like oh my god I've used it three times and it's just changed my skin and I think it's because it's the flip to what everyone else is doing which is like strip the skin take everything off it take all the oils out it's just exfoliating, really gently brightens. It's got the antioxidants, a vitamin A, vitamin C. Mm. So it's like it's like a little vitamin shot for your face, but also exfoliates, gets in those pores, breaks down those oils. I mean, it's just a magic little pot that's working so well for everyone who gets hormonal acne like me. And we've got the whole range to match as well. But that that's the mask that first went viral on TikTok because the wow. amount of people were posting about it with their transformations and their reviews and that i mean like i think we've just sold out over and over and over and over again of it basically because it's just so amazing incredible i used this like last week and it felt amazing yeah absolutely incredible like (laughs) thank you just afterwards it just felt really fresh and glowy yeah i mean and i was like this is i mean this is part of the weekly routine now like (laughs) sunday bath mask and then the unicorn shave butter is just a bit of me because it's all it's, my favorite colors. It's also yeah, glittery. It smells so good as well. Yeah, it? it's so good. And I'm smelling and getting the pot out, guys, for those who <laughs> can't see what I'm doing. But it's, I mean, it's just so fun. And my legs felt incredible. I'm that lazy person that just gets the shower gel out. Like, yes, but like so, you know? so am I. Like so am I. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that's why. That's why I've got these products because like. I am such that person like yeah. that has no time and can't be bothered and just wants the simplest, easiest thing to do. And I was, I was like, I was a dry shaver. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I then mean, wondering, yeah. wondering why I had like itchy legs and wondering why I always had ingrowns and then smell up the shaving butter. And it's literally, it's so easy to do. Just grab a little bit. It's not like it's yeah. difficult or takes long. The pot lasts absolutely ages and my it skin really does. thanks yeah. me for it so much, you know, but I am, the lazy girl I want that's why the that's why my body scrubs have so much oil in them because I cannot be bothered to body butter that's probably why like I we do sell body butters but I'm like I just openly say on lives like I am just not a body butterer I just can't be bothered 
you know when I'm out of the shower I'm like I'm done <laughs> I've got my pajamas yeah. on I'm in bed you know um even when I was pregnant like and they were like must like moisturize your bump like I just never did and I got loads of stretch marks probably because of it but um that's why like I swear, all my products have those extras in just mm. in case you are like a deep down lazy babe like me and you just want to kind of something that does the whole 360 you know for you yeah. in one go they're incredible they're so fun talk to Thanks. me about how you um like the branding it's so so fun so not out there but just stand out yeah stand out what made you kind of want to go with the you know the, the branding that you've gone with and I love by the way all the um the affirmations and that like on the thank you on the Palenzine mask it says I am strong I mean yeah yes thank to you. that well um I when I first started the brand everyone was like oh you need to do like black and white and like it was all very much like the whole you know or oh, it's going to be eco so it needs to be like everyone was presenting these idea like brown boxes and stuff to me and I was like I'm so bored of that I was mm. like just because like we want to be like eco well you know as environmentally conscious as possible and we want to be like natural why does it have to be like brown why does it have mm. to be black writing because we're skincare and I was like well that's what's in and that's what everyone wants to buy and I was like, well, that's not me. Like, I am such a pink, colourful person. And working as a buyer for June, you know, the top sellers were the black tan and cream bag. And I'd been buying for that person. And I was like, do you know what? I want to buy for the me customer. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. I, every product I create, I create it because I'm obsessed with it. There's mm-hmm. not one product that I don't create that I'm not absolutely in love with and I want to smother it all over my body 24-7, you know. Um, so that's why I wanted to do like the bright colorful branding and and I, there was so many so much criticism when I first started I was showing people and presented to people I mean not anyone not the buyers because the I suppose Superdrug and Misguided and Skinny Dip were were so positive but yeah. um kind of like agencies and marketing agencies and ad agencies and consumer groups that were saying to me like oh it, it looks x y and z doesn't look like a natural brand because i'd had you know strawberries and stuff all over it and they didn't get the affirmations on the packaging and i just kind of i yeah i mean i just kind of went with my gut um and right ronnie was at this point was just on me, my own and Ronnie was like just do it like you're not starting a brand to do what everyone else wants to do like you know just do it and for a while all of those comments did stick in my head Mm-hmm. I would say until about six or eight months ago, I was still worrying about those comments wow. because as well, I'm very much behind a screen, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm, I'm posting videos, but I'm not talking to people directly. You know, I'll see comments, um, but I'm so busy. I don't, I don't, I always have time to read comments and stuff and people aren't talking about the packaging. And I was going live more and more and everyone was being so complimentary in the packaging. And then Urban Outfitters, I went to meet Urban Outfitters a couple of like months ago and they were like, we were obsessed with your packaging. And then it was like, oh. And they were like, your Urban Outfit said, oh, you're our top selling beauty brand. And then River Island, we launched in River Island in July and they said, we're we're their third best selling beauty brand. We're just behind Revolution and um, Beauty Works. Mm-hmm. so like they're huge companies yeah. and we're number three and I'm like, what the hell, you know? So I think for me, I definitely had some kind of like, insecurity because of all those comments people have said at the start even though I'd like trusted my gut and gone for it um but yeah everyone seems to like really love the branding now my favorite thing is the people on top of the pots it's always been the people on top of the pots I just feel like it's just they're just it's a little bit different isn't it yeah absolutely Um, Absolutely. and then on on the back of I'm not sure if you read the back of the products as well but on the back of the body products I always put like a little paragraph about mental health body positivity self-love just some kind of like general life tips and then something cute to make you feel good um as well sorry I'm rambling again no that's I I resonate with that so much and you also donate five percent of all profits to mental health charities don't you yeah 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 freaking love that I'm just that's so big so I'm so here for it I champion anyone that does that sort of thing you know I love it absolutely love it thanks um I feel like we have to talk about TikTok because yes of course I mean we are the content collective so we love (laughs) to talk about content you are viral you are your account is (laughs) fucking huge now (laughs) you're nailing it just wow talk to me talk to me about it like you obviously said a minute ago that 
before Instagram died, which made me laugh. Yeah. Um, and that you obviously had a higher account on Instagram than you did TikTok. Kind of what set that trajectory? How do you find managing, like we talked about this slightly before we started recording as well, but how do you find like managing the account, keeping up with trends, like all the things? Because I think you guys are doing amazing. I mean, really? and, I, Thank you. and I found you originally on TikTok, you know. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> I <found> you. <laughs> yeah. I literally messaged a team and I was like, these guys are amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, so, yeah, talk to me about that. Um, so I think we first went, so I like, we were big on Instagram. We got like to 10,000 followers on Instagram um, within our like first couple of months of launching. So it was, wow. Instagram was, it was easy to grow to begin with. Mm-hmm. Our second year on Instagram, we went from, so I think we launched on Instagram August 2020. We got to 10K by like the November, I think. Wow. Um, the following year, then we got to 50K. So we literally got 40 followers. This year, we've gained 9,000 followers, like as in 2022. Okay. It mm-hmm. is like slowed down massively. Um, mm-hmm. But so Instagram is, I feel like, really hard to grow. Um, but, you know, still, we've got such a good community of people on Instagram who are really loyal, who really get what we're about. Um so I feel like we're never going to neglect them. I love going on stories and stuff. I feel like it's definitely like a really lovely niche community, but TikTok is definitely, I feel like I owe my business to TikTok. Like TikTok like catapulted us, you know, like 3000 million times. Um, we went viral first on Valentine's day, I think 2021. Um, we sold out of every single item in my warehouse, like every single item was gone. And wow. we, were mo- we were moving warehouse that week. So we'd like order, ordered all these pallets to be picked up and we had nothing. We had nothing to move. <laughs> we're, in wow. this big where- we're in this big warehouse like, okay, cool. So what do we do now in this big warehouse? <laughs> <laughs> we have no stock. Um, and insane. then, I mean, I've never been in a content creation job. I'd never been, I've never done any marketing. I'd, all my experience has been in buying and product development. Um, and that's kind of where my passion lays and what I wanted to do. I never wanted to be the face of a brand at all. I wanted to be quite silent behind it. And I am the face of the brand. You know, it's <laughs> not what I ever wanted to do. Um, even though I'm like confident talking to people, like, like I don't know, I just, I, like, I just never wanted, I never thought I was that person do you know what I mean that people would I don't know I don't know I don't know um and yeah I've kind of found my feet I've just tried lots of different things and some things work I mean it's very social media is very rocky like we will go up I think we went from zero to 200,000 followers in our first year wow last year we went up to 333k we haven't really moved in the last four months but I just feel like TikTok's like that Mm-hmm. Like we'll have six months where we stay at the same number and then all of a sudden we'll just be like going up 10K followers every single month. And that's just, I don't know. I don't know what is with the algorithm. We we tend to go a lot more viral in the summer and it kind of dies this time of year. So we <laughs> just oh, wow. ride it out. Um, at the moment, we are literally having violation after violation after violation. So like that is another thing that we're having to navigate. What for? Talk to me about it. Um, I don't really know. Like, they're all very funny things, all related to TikTok shop. I think I posted a video. It's all very strange um, without a product in it. And then TikTok were like, I was talking about a product. But I didn't physically show the product. I got got a violation for that. So then the account got taken. It's like lots of little things. um, And it massively impacts sales for us as well. So that is, I feel like, for us, it's a risk, you know, how much our business comes from TikTok. And we need to seriously look at, like, de-risking and take and getting other like focusing on our other streams of revenue as well not just solely tiktok because um i feel like they took down some major accounts recently and that just terrifies me um but yeah it's been an incredible journey always changes yeah algorithm always changes yeah there's always something new to focus on and i think the only thing i mean i like i said i have no content experience so i've just learned very much what has worked what hasn't worked that doesn't look good enough how do I improve how do I get stronger what lighting talking to as many people as I can and just learning as I go along I think the thing that I don't know if this is going to be cocky but the thing I think I we do best is we constantly say shit this isn't working what's worked how do we change it 
and we're constantly thinking you know like for a year it was all warehouse content and that does get very boring I feel people get bored very quickly so it's Mm -hmm. constantly like just reinventing yourself but still trying to get the same messaging out there that you want to portray like we're the heart of what we do is about self-love loving yourself body positivity mental health well-being like hammering those messages home in like 15 seconds of digestible content for people who are seeing thousands of videos every day you know Mm, absolutely well you're I mean you literally are smashing that I mean I don't thank you but I do the thing is is I like I I I think like we were talking about the start of the uh, podcast I'm so busy and I hate saying that like everyone's like oh she's so busy but like I I I forget to post I'm so bad I forget to post and then it's like shit I haven't posted for two weeks okay like let's post those videos and then like I'm sure that's not what you're meant to do (laughs) but um and also like having yeah having a baby like I think it's been having a baby has been a lot harder than I thought it was going to be like mentally Mm -hmm. like I didn't expect to have to go back to work after three weeks of having her um and I've literally really tough and I was breastfeeding so I was up like every hour in the night and it was just me doing it because obviously I was breastfeeding she was allergic to everything so I couldn't even not breastfeed um so it wasn't even like I could give her a bottle to give to Ronnie like she she couldn't have anything like even she'd have had to have um a milk from prescribed from the doctors that literally partly smelt and tasted like fish the doctor was like she's not gonna like it if she's been like she's not gonna like it and I was like I'm not gonna give my I'm not gonna give my daughter that because it had nothing in it because she was so allergic to everything um so yeah so it was kind of like quite a lot of pressure on me and then still getting up at eight o'clock and then everyone was coming to my house and working with me and working nine till five but also learning to be a mum at the same time covered in breast milk sick um if I think about it too much it does make me cry because I was just yeah, I like me feel quite emotional like <laughs> I'm getting uh, all um whew. yeah I know I just sometimes I I just think like I would love to go back to me a year ago and give her a hug because I just, I just was like, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do it. But now I look back and I think, oh my God, I never gave myself a day off. Like I haven't had a day off since I had three weeks off when she was born. I haven't had a week off since then. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a lot. And I, I do struggle with that mentally sometimes that I feel like I've missed so much of her life. And I, my, my biggest bugbear, I think, is that like there's this whole idea that you are a businesswoman and you're a businesswoman like it's okay to be a businesswoman now right but you can you're a businesswoman you're the woman that doesn't care about Mm -hmm. babies you go and work nine till ten or whatever and you're taking over the world and you're wearing a suit and you're doing all that shit or you're a mum you know or you're the stay-at-home mum and like yeah there's people that are trying to do like there's people that are trying to have the conversation like like do both but like what if you want to own your own business and you want to be that mum who does everything for your child? You want to breastfeed, you want to feed them home-cooked foods, you want to take them to all the classes in the sun. Like, it's impossible. Like, it's, it's so actually Im- impossible to be a woman. Like, sometimes I just sit there and cry and be like, I don't know what to do. I want to be everything to her. But I also want to, you know, go to that meeting with Super Dragon Bossit, you know, and it's... And I would be taking her and trying to do both and it like very much not working. I'm there's there's a lot of people who very understanding. You know, I'd have her on meetings with me and she would be sleeping on me or whatever and be very supportive and I'd take her to meetings and stuff. But there's also a lot of people out there who wouldn't. Mm. And I think that shocked me going into meetings and people not being as kind and responsive that I had my baby with me. It was a bit like go give her to a nanny. And I was like, Well, no, 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 I want to do you know what it was like? Wow. It wasn't well, that as... That narrative needs to change. Yeah. That, so that I've, really I've, needs to change. So I think for me, like, in that environment, you know, there's this conversation on that, that you can do both. It's not... It's it's definitely... It's definitely not where it needs to be. And, like, the... Like, the... You know, the compassion. Mm. You know, if I come into a meeting and I'm like, you know, my boob accidentally starts leaking and, you know, I'm been up all night and or I'm five minutes late because you know my babe I've got my baby with me or whatever I don't know I just feel like we just all need to be a bit more compassionate like I just I wish I'd stood up for myself a bit more but I was so you know emotional at the time anyway and trying to run a business and be a mom and everything that I I think I'd go back into that room and be like you know I've been up for eight hours 
and I got to this yeah. meeting and I got my newborn with me who's actually not even crying but I'm gonna breastfeed in this meeting and I'm gonna tell you exactly what I want to achieve do you know what I mean but um yeah. it was a t- it was a tough support. year more support. We need more support. More yeah, support. supporting the fact that you're trying to do it all and yeah. that you're trying to run a successful business, be yeah. incredible, but also be an incredible mum. And it's a fucking fine, like, hard balance. Yeah. I've got two kids. Like, I get it. Like, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It, honestly, I'm feeling this as we're talking it. Like, yeah. But some pe- I saw some people who have had kids and had, like, a maternity leave, like, just mm. didn't get it. Do you know what mm. I mean? Mm. Didn't get it. Yeah. And then there were some people who, like, shocked me who hadn't had babies who were really supportive. So I, I thought it was all the mums in the world who would be supportive. But it, was a, it sometimes was, like, the women who you thought were going to be there rallying you up were the kind of the ones who were like, well, I've done it, you know. And you're like, well, yeah, you had a fucking maternity leave. <laughs> and I think that if they're not self-employed or running yeah. their own business, free yeah. months, you know, whatever, yeah. it's, a, it's a different world. Yeah. It's a different world. I had eight weeks yeah. when I had oh, my did first. You? I had yeah, eight yeah, weeks, yeah, yeah. which was great. You know, appreciate that. And then I had to go back because yeah. I wasn't running my business at that point. I was actually an ice skating coach, so completely different life. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, you know, you, you can't, you couldn't take yeah. a year. You couldn't take a year. And plus the yeah. pain shy. And actually, yeah. you want to you wanna grow. You want to still yeah. be you without losing yourself. You know, there's so yeah. many things wrapped up in this conversation. Like, and I, know. That I know. I could literally go on about it for hours. Because the thing is, as well, it's like, you know, I'd sit at home and Ronnie would be like, don't worry, I can go do the meeting. And I was like, well, I don't really want to sit at home with your baby and you're going to sell and do our business stuff together because it should be us doing that. But at the same time, I want to be at home with our baby. I was so, it's a mental so torn. Battle. Yeah, it's tough. And I just, I get so annoyed. I see these videos and these narratives about these businesswomen who just like leave their kids. Like even Emily in Paris that I saw recently, um the mum I've forgotten her name the owner of the I'm not sure if you've seen Emily in Paris oh I love it yeah I'm obsessed yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to think it's the girl that's also in Grey's Anatomy like the yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Lady, wasn't it? she just no, gives birth yeah. and has a nanny and I'm like well what yeah. if you can't do that or what if you yeah. don't want to give it to you know what I mean like yeah. I don't know this present there's you want to be pre- like like let's have a, let's have people that are doing both you know mm. not just that businesswoman that's like I've got my suit on straight away I'm back into a size six I've given the baby to a nanny and like I'm taking over the world again it's like well what about the person who has wanted to be a mum their whole life is really maternal you know but doesn't want to be, give up but doesn't want to give up yeah and wants to kind of balance and juggle both you know mm. which is I don't know just bonkers and chaotic and and crazy isn't and, it? and like... it's and it's crazy and you know like I would turn up like my mum my was like you should really go to some baby classes and I'd be turned up to these baby classes like having a call a meeting on the way there when she was sleeping doing a baby class not really being present in the baby class not really spending time with Arabelle you know and then leaving and crying all the way home because all these mums were like oh I don't know how I feel about this and I was like I haven't even had time to think about that you know mm. like it was like maybe there should be a community of like working mums like do you know what I mean that like we could like or like own business owners that could kind of like talk to other business owners um who've just had babies I don't know because I was going to these I just excluded myself I excluded myself from all the mother groups from my NCT chat because they'd all be talking about breastfeeding stuff and I was like oh I just have to get on with it do you know what I mean like I'm not even thinking about breastfeeding anymore like I don't know I'm just like I'm more what I'm more worried about is if I'm present you know and my mum was like it doesn't matter if you're on a meeting just look at Arabelle and smile and chat but it's like those tips it'd be great mm. to have a conversation with everyone who's going through the same thing as me like running a business having a baby and just kind of like pretending Your that they're talking to a baby so on, a, on a like I don't know it was just mental last year was actually inc- insane and I'm like we had the best year as a business, which is great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's our most profitable year, our best, our best year as a business. We kind of learned so much and put it all into practice last year, so it was fantastic. But fucking hell, it was tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it sounds. Like, I, I'm, I don't want to sound patronising here at all, but I feel proud of you. That's oh, that's thank you, fucking huge. Thank like, you, that, thank you. What a balance and a juggle and just yeah it's a lot like yeah I mean best year in business having a baby as well which is just a navigational like head fuck in itself yeah like, it's a, yeah 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 it's hard yeah. It's, it's hard, hard. Yeah. yeah you're smashing yeah. it though 
Yeah, thank you I never ever think that I think it's you know like go back to like my issue with perfectionism like I never think I'm smashing it I always look at everyone else's and I'm like well we've stayed on 333,000 followers for like three months now what am I doing wrong <laughs> panic panic <laughs> you know like everyone else has posted videos of themselves why am I posting videos of me what's wrong with me do you know what I mean like that's just me so mm. I appreciate that thank you very much thank you yeah, you are right I have two maybe three questions for you so okay. <laughs> first of all what does 2023 look like for your business what's happening anything that you want to share like tell me tell me all oh my things. god 2023 is going to be actually huge um <gasps> yeah hopefully. hopefully in 10 days as long as everything goes along we will have secured investment <gasps> Wow. So, yeah, That's I mean, huge. I shouldn't really be talking about that yet, but like, <laughs> I'm hoping that everything goes okay and we get it. If not, then, you know, what I mean, whatever. But like, yeah, it's been on the cards for nearly a year now. So, um, wow. Yeah. And that means like huge warehouse. That mm-hmm. means employing people, like, not just junior people, people that know what they do. And we've just hired a buyer from Superdrug. <gasps> wow um a new operations warehouse manager like a full team of staff um you know and we we've got some really exciting plans with some big retailers we've got some exciting influencer collaborations like we've got budget to do so many fun things i mean i want to do like a traveling pop-up kind of vibe so there's like yes so many new products that are coming um yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to know. I was like, right, what, what new, what's, what's coming? What, what oh my god! Products? Like, I want to do a Mallow shaver, like a razor. <gasps> yes, that's kind of been in the works for a while. Um, I mean, I've had to pass everything on to the Superdrug buyer now, which is like daunting because product development was the reason I started the company. It's my favorite thing, but um, I just have no time for it. Yeah, so, you're the CEO. I'm, I know it's mad. <laughs> um. So yeah, shavers. What else? I'm hoping that this cleansing balm's gonna come Ooh. soon. Maybe hair products. Lots, wow. lots. A bigger and better advent calendar because advent calendar was amazing last year. That's exciting. So yeah, lots and lots of exciting things going on. Oh, amazing! Oh, so exciting. Yeah. Okay, tell me. I ask these two questions to every guest on the show. So first one is what three fundamentals could you not run your business without? So it could be some form of technology. It could be a person. One of mine is coffee. So (laughs) (laughs) what are your, what are your three business fundamentals? Oh my God. Um, I definitely say like, I couldn't run my business without like Ronnie like he he is like obviously my best friend but my fiance and like he's my rock and mm. we both work so hard like we work 12 hours a day and he will work extra hard so I have time with Arabelle so he mm. and he will like kill himself just so I get extra time with her so mm. yeah I couldn't do it without him and it's been a roller coaster um TikTok like 100% I wouldn't have a business without TikTok yeah. so TikTok <laughs> has to be there um and what else i'm gonna say something and then i'm gonna later i'm gonna think oh my god an amazing product do you know what mm-hmm. i mean i feel like yeah. our products like really shout themselves so i think yeah. those three things amazing and I obviously my incredible team not just ronnie like the whole team are amazing like i'm obsessed with them. i'm so lucky to have every single one of them like genuinely everyone that we've like hired now is amazing and i'm obsessed with them they're so good at their jobs and they're so passionate you know even like the guys in the warehouse, like Corey and Angel, they are, they all stay till eight o'clock to get things done. Like, who does that? They'll stay to eight o'clock to make sure all the orders go out so no one complains. Like, it's just, and Charles in customer service and Zoe and, oh my God, like, everyone is incredible. Like, I'm so lucky to have the best team. You're clearly creating an amazing culture. You know, they want to work hard for you. Yeah. What's well, Nando's, you know? I give them a Nando's every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> amazing. I love that. <laughs> Right, they'll final listen, question. Listen to that and be like, we haven't had a Nando's for at least six weeks. So I'm gonna have to go in tomorrow and be like, who wants Nando's? <laughs> <laughs> yes to that. Brilliant. <laughs> um, final question. So I don't know if like if you've heard this on any other pods, so this might throw you. But what is entrepreneurship to you? 
Oh, God. Um, (laughs) What is entrepreneurship? I think to me, it's like, I think it's being like different, ever moving, ever analytical, failing, um, failing fast and learning fast and being bloody hardworking. Like, yes, I think it's those kind of things. Having something really That's unique, and new answer. ideas, and passionate. Oh my god, you have to be passionate about what you do, otherwise you are not going to get up and sacrifice your baby's first year or work twelve hours a day for three years straight. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so you have to be like a hundred percent behind what you're doing, otherwise, yeah, it's not going to work. I think that's what about entrepreneurs about in a, in a nutshell, small nutshell. <laughs> bloody lately, well. Oh my days! I could literally talk to you for for hours. Like it's just so interesting Thank hearing you. everything that you've built, everything that you've gone through. Like amazing! Thank you so so much for coming on the pod. I know that our listeners are going to find this conversation so inspiring. Like, Thank you. So really I feel bad you for you because you've got so much to edit. You're going to be like, "How she's talked so much? Did she answer any of my questions?" No, brilliant. <laughs> no, absolutely brilliant. Just thank yeah, you so much fantastic. for having me. No, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Guys, if you've enjoyed today's episode, then please be sure to share it. Take a screenshot of the episode, share to your stories and tag us. The more we grow, the better guests we can get on the pod for you. So we'd absolutely love your support. As a thank you, we will send you our repurposing like a boss workbook absolutely free which is 15 pounds in our digital shop so we really really do appreciate you guys don't forget to tag us or we won't be able to see it as always i loved bringing you inspiring stories juicy gems of wisdom and some positivity into your week to give you the right mindset if you haven't already guys then make sure you join the mailing list for more knowledge and tips as well as community announcements for networking events and much more don't forget to follow the show over on instagram at bluebird underscore content collective and of course if you enjoyed listening to our podcast then please do hit follow and leave us a five-star review those reviews help us keep doing what we're doing and bringing you the episodes that you love have a great week guys see you on the next one